street is that you do You are my history What others tell you won't be what's up thank you so much for coming back on another best week ever episode this week i'm super excited i have tori from ready to be petty and i am so stoked to have her on the show we definitely got down with the whole don't worry darling um fiasco that's going on and also we talked a little bit about her favorite song which i hope you guys are excited when you heard at the beginning of this episode but so without any further ado, let's start the episode with Tori from Ready to be Petty. guys thank you so much for tuning in i'm so excited to have our special guest back in tori from ready to be petty thank you so much for joining us again how are you today i'm good i'm doing really well how are you doing pretty good i'm super excited to talk about this week i know it's been kind of crazy in the media and i'm super excited to just dive into it so worst week honorable mention what do you got yeah, literally it's it's I swear to god I I was thinking like because we had planned this for like a long time ago. So you you just oh. never know what's going to come up on the on the uh, on the docket. <laughs> uh but this week we were lucky. So my worst week honorable mention is Leah Michelle. So Two things. I think it's really funny. So there's all the rumors about how she can't read. And everyone knows it's a joke. We know she's literate. Like, it's it's just a joke. It's, you know, went viral on TikTok and Twitter and stuff like that. And there's memes and all of that stuff. But her addressing it in a recent article is just so embarrassing. Because... She was, like, mad about it. And I was like, if that's the only thing that people are talking about with you, you should be grateful. But to pile on to make it my worst week nominee um, slash honorable mention was that Jamila, what's her name? Jamila Jamil, yeah. Yes, yes, from um, the show with Kristen. The Good Place? Yes, the, yes, yes, with Kristen Bell, then also addressed it, and it was just, like, piling on, but why I think I'm keeping her at an honorable mention is because she did get really good reviews for her per- first performance, 
today um, for Funny Girl. So I feel like maybe she's not having the worst week ever, but like there's some highs and some lows. <laughs> no, you're totally right. I didn't even think of it in that factor where it's like out of all the things that you're being talked about in the media, like you're going to go for the one that's definitely like a meme. It just reminds me of um, the girl from Stranger Things where they think that she's homophobic, but she's not. It just started off as a Twitter meme. Um, Is it? Yes. Millie Bobby um, Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because it's like, Leah Michelle, the last time you were in the press, other than funny girl stuff, was like you being racist on the set of Glee and everyone calling you out. So, Not only racist, but like you're just a rude person as a <laughs> yes. <current> staff. <laughs> yes. So like I would, if I was her, if I was in her shoes and this is like, if I was going viral for like something dumb, like I can't read, I would 100% like, you know, repost those memes and like, I don't know, make like a funny video of me like reading a book upside down or like something like that. Oh yeah. She should have gone with a TikTok route for sure. Because I feel like a lot of, there was that Twitter reel. I don't know if you saw of her um, trying to read an award and she just like <laughs> kind of shrugs and then yes. shows it to whoever was next to her. And like, they just say it together. That right there is such a great video. I feel I like you put that on the description of the episode, but yeah, yes. like she didn't answer when it came down to it if she reads or uh, knows how to read or write so it's yeah. still like up in the air if <laughs> it's true or not <laughs> yeah oh it's one of those um celebrity conspiracy theories that it, it's just so funny it's fun I like when pop culture is like fun and breezy because a lot of the times it's not <laughs> yeah so for my worst week honorable mention, I have to give it to Bethany Frankel. She's been on like hot water lately, not only because of her um, TikTok videos talking about the Kim Kardashian beauty care line or skincare or whatnot that came out from the Kardashians, but Courtney Stodden called out Bethany. And if you don't know who Courtney Stodden is, she's mostly known for being a 19 year old um, girl that was pretty much um, preyed on by a 53 old 53 year old man who was an actor in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. um, so at that time, Courtney Stodden was joined into Bethany Frankel's TV show. This is when she had a daytime TV show. Um, this week for her distorted beauty ideals with the Kardashian in an interview back in 2013, Bethany and Courtney, I'm going to play the clip. I want to go back to being a 19 year old yeah. and that you're, you know, turned down porn videos and you come, you come here, you have blonde, very blonde extensions. You have very large breasts. You have a short skirt. You come in looking like you could be a strip club. I mean, you look very, I mean, you look, you're beautiful. You're a beautiful girl and you're being very open and I appreciate that, but I kind of have to just say what I say. Lay it on the line. I'm laying it on the line. Way more than that. You look very promiscuous and you look like the next move should be to do a porn video, that that would be the right thing to do if this is the way that you're marketing yourself. Right. Where she recounted her experience with the housewife and left New York City early because of that interview. 
Courtney was scheduled for other interviews and she hated to rewatch that moment. Uh, but she wanted to call out the double standard of it all. Courtney was 19 at the time, like I said, uh, married to a predator. And instead of helping her, Bethany chose to mock her. In the words of an awful Ramona, Bethany does not support other women. Uh, Bethany did post, I'm not going to say it's an apology because it's not an apology. I'll um, post that as a picture as well for um this week's episode on our Instagram but yeah it did not look so good for Bethany for her to give her criticism about the Kardashians when literally there's three fingers pointing back at her about how with her skinny girl brand and products and just how yeah it does it's just not looking great for Bethany whatsoever yeah 100% it's so wild to think about that era where Courtney Stodden was, yeah, um, not sold off, but like her, does, uh, sorry, can you remind me, does Courtney use they, them pronouns? Um, she, they, so. Okay, so she, they, okay, perfect. <laughs> thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you for um, bringing I was, it up. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure um, we are addressing them as they as they want to be but um so she was on um she was so yeah she was on so many talk shows back in the day I would have been watching them so this would have been like yeah 10 15 years ago and um Courtney's mom gave like permission because she was 16 at the time to marry Doug Stodden and it's so wild how the conversations at that time were like this girl is a slut and like she like like look at the way she dresses and like of course she wants an older man and like all of this stuff like it's so wild the hate was more on her than it should yes. be on like the the adult man who was like preying on her yeah that found her in a chat room and they had an online relationship until sh- they wanted to meet in person. And then Courtney had to get, um, like, I think permission from their mom. And so that is grooming. <laughs> yes, that is grooming. It, it's so wild that I think like at the time I was probably like, Oh, that's like kind of gross. But like, I think it was mostly about Courtney, like of me too. And like, it's just so wild. And then you're totally right at the time. Bethany Frankel I was drinking skinny girl margaritas like and not thinking one thing of it like it's just yeah it's so wild to to see how society and myself personally how much I've grown since then but um yeah Bethany is stirring the pot this week she also commented on Spencer Pratt's TikTok yes yeah, because he kind was... of pin on that. Because yeah, okay, that's gonna that come. Up. Okay, <laughs> yes, but she, she, Bethany is just why she makes a good housewife and a constant, you know, tabloid celebrity is just because she is not scared to stir the pot and be controversial. And I love it and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's like she. 
I I am in the same boat where I love it and hate it too, just because it's like, just be a housewife, like just go back on the show. Like, I feel like you're so thirsty for the media sometimes where it's just like you were fun. You literally had a comfortable bed made with Bravo and you kind of like messed it up. <laughs> totally. Just trying to, yeah, go down so many different routes. Um, but yeah, she like, she always steps in it. Like she just yeah, can't not be problematic online. <laughs> Let's move on to our runner-up. Um, who is your worst week runner-up this week? Okay, I'm like, I think, okay, so my runner-up and then my actual worst week ever is I kind of part and parcel. But I think that Harry Styles is going to be my runner-up I just think that and you can probably guess who my (laughs) my my worst week ever is gonna be but I think that he is getting a little bit overexposed and people are getting tired of constant hairy content and I think people are kind of just not down for you know, just kind of him getting a leading role in a movie when, you know, the reviews are in and it doesn't seem like he can really act. And it was just kind of maybe given to him when there's probably tons of other actors who could have filled that spot. And then I think that people, yeah, are kind of upset that he's with Olivia and she's made some big fumbles over the last couple years which which we'll discuss and then the spit gate of it all the conversations about him possibly spitting on Chris Pine like even if that didn't happen I think that just the rumor and the like quote-unquote evidence is gonna stick with him for a really long time and yeah he also had that interview with Olivia a few weeks ago in Rolling Stone that got some bad press and I just feel like yeah he's my runner-up it's like not the worst week ever but like he's kind of it's only Tuesday (laughs) like there's still potential for something to happen this week no I feel like this summer not only because with the don't worry darling reviews of not even the reviews the behind the scenes of it all with the drama I feel like his downfall is coming close because it started with the rolling was it rolling stone where they called him king of pop and like he got a lot of um flack for that and then yes um with don't worry darling it looks like in the reviews you're completely right where it feels like this pop star um just got this job because he is a pop star not because he's actually a good actor and um i think this whole Venice Film Festival's Cannes Film Festival is really showing a side of him because of all the press junk in um, where he's yes. not coming off. Like you're seeing the real him where he's not like, I'm sorry. I was talking this with Margot from old millennial where like Chris Pine went to um, Cal Berkeley and he like went to school for like movies, theater, cinema. Like that is, his you know his job and like he's sitting next to this pop star who 
clearly has no clue what movies and filming and just like the process of it all and it's just like he's talking out of his ass 100 <laughs> percent. thanks for bringing that up because that's the other piece and probably the actually the most scathing because it's about his actual work it's not actually just about like his off-screen behavior and stuff but yeah he was not prepped for any of the press junket at the Venice Film Festival and it shows that he has no idea what's going on and yeah did I see maybe three or four answers of his and he probably answered a million questions sure are they probably picking the worst ones sure but it's just kind of like and this hasn't happened to me personally but it happens all the time in like movies and books and stuff where you know you're the scrappy underdog at work you're you're working so hard to like get that raise and then the raise or the promotion or whatever goes to the boss's child and you're like that should have been mine I'm working so hard it just he's the boss's kid (laughs) and like it's very evident um it's such a fumble for them to not prep him because it makes a mockery out of, you know, what film festivals are. And I know that he's in the middle of his 15 show Madison Square Garden uh, performance. Well, I didn't even think about that. He did just do like a whole tour. Yeah, he's in the middle of a tour. He has 15 shows like back to back in New York. He's probably exhausted and like he's flying to fucking Italy and that's probably exhausting and they probably just you know like didn't have time or didn't think he needed it since he's a a pop star and media trained but it's it's not a good look no not at all um so my runner-up for worst week before we get into best um worst week winners um it has to go to this reddit thread for today I fucked up have you heard about Tyler life and um it's mostly I feel like internet known but this man on reddit confesses that he's been dumped over a song that he had on his girlfriend in his sex playlist yeah after two years he found out his girlfriend hates the song and um he posted it um he states that he likes the song because it rhythmically can do his sex moves <laughs> and I'm gonna put a clip of the song viral it's an 11 year old song it takes me back to like dubstep days and it sucks that this poor girl had to withstand that song like every time they had sex for two years so like yes worst week for tyler life whoever wherever he is out there but mostly like dang that girl she like deserves an award or something you know for for withstanding that yeah 
100%. I pray to God that it is an over-exaggeration that it was every single time. Like, I really hope that, you know, when you're just telling a story and, like, it's just, you know, easier to say to, like, kind of over-exaggerate that time. But, yeah, not a good look. So the post went viral. And the worst part, I think, because I did, I don't know if this is true or not. I'll post this on the um, episode's description. But he did write back onto Twitter, not Twitter, Reddit, um, saying that her family kind of knew the song because he like played the song for her family and they all made fun of him for it. So when this viral thread came out, they all knew that it was about their daughter. And like that is the most suckiest part, I think, which makes it why that this guy is on the worst week runner up for me. Yeah, that makes so much sense. It. Yeah, it's one of those songs that you never want to hear again at a club. So it seems weird that this would be the song. And I love the TikToks of people like thrusting to the beat of the song being like, I don't even know why it's this one. Like It just makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. Guys, when you hear the beat, like it'll make you think of like, how is this guy doing it? And the fact that like she knew that he was doing it without the music on as well is just like <laughs> so embarrassing it's, it's so embarrassing and it's nothing to be proud of like it's sometimes I'm like I feel like we've gotten a little too comfortable on the internet yeah I did not need to hear this <laughs> So for your worst week winner, let's go for it. I I think it is who I know it is. <laughs> yeah, so part and parcel, part two, it's Olivia Wilde. I, there's part of me that it's like, if freaking sucks that, like, there's not tons of female directors with these huge budget films and... I loved Book Smart and I was like, you know, rooting for her. I followed her career since the OC. And so part of me is just like, I don't know, maybe she just made a mistake. But then the other part of me is like, but this is a mistake that's pretty inexcusable. And seeing the video evidence and her tone of voice and how patronizing she was I'm like I don't know it's it's just bad I think it's bad I think the she could have maybe like gotten away with this publicly if the movie reviews were good but they've come in like pretty poor they people are saying like Florence Pugh kind of carries the the movie and um you know it it I think it pays homage to like previous kind of psychological thrillers about you know that 50s era of um housewives and yeah. stuff yeah but yeah I I don't know if she'll come back from this I I don't think she's having a good week and I think that at the Venice Film Festival, why this week in particular is bad is we could see the tension. Like Florence 
couldn't even look at her. They couldn't stand next to each other. Florence opted out of the one press junket she was going to do of the entire um, press tour. And I just think that says a lot about a character because we don't often get to see how shitty these movie sets are. So to see it so publicly um, displayed, I think is really shocking for people. Yeah, no, she's definitely had like the worst summer just because of the evidence with Shia and the Verity article that came out where she, I kind of give it to her though, where she's still um, praising Florence, even in the Cannes um, Film Festival when they asked about her and the tension behind the scenes where she was basically saying that Florence is a force and um yeah, I just don't think Florence wants to sit there and fake it. And yeah. she's that's why she's not going to sit and like talk about the film. Like it sucks on all places cuz it sucks cuz it's a in a performance that I was actually looking forward to watch for Florence, but it also sucks that it has that connection with Olivia Wilde forever. 100%. And you know, people are debating about the timeline of when some of the abuse, um, like when FK Twigs was talking about the abuse she endured from Shia LaBeouf and people are talking about that. But I, I kind of feel like it, A, he had a, a, a long history with um, other abusive um, experiences and stuff, but... Um, I think it was kind of like a known truth, like kind of how people talk about Harvey Weinstein or other abusive men in Hollywood. So it's just not a good look because it's like I knew in 2020 that I would never hire Shia LaBeouf for any project I would work on. So why did you think that that was okay at all? Like I just don't trust her judgment at all and... Yeah, I'm glad that she's kind of being held accountable um, for shitty behavior. It sucks that it is a woman that's being held accountable because I feel like a lot of men, director men have been doing this anyway, and I'm pretty 100% sure that they have been doing this. Yeah, it just sucks that it's it has to be Olivia Wilde, a woman director. Also, did you know um, That's the Tea podcast? She just posted some stories today of um, Zach Braff and the connection with Jason Sudeikis. Yes. Okay, yes. Also, shout out to Taylor. She's the best. She is amazing with the info that she puts out in her stories. Yes. You need to follow her. She'll be on the podcast soon, too. (laughs) Oh, yay. Okay, that's amazing. Yes, I love her. Her... Instagram is like where I got a lot of like my breaking news and stuff. Yes. So that's so exciting. But yes, so Florence and Zach Braff broke up a few months ago. And Zach and Jason are like lifelong friends or career long friends. And so it also kind of makes sense that maybe, maybe a little. Uh, Florence was already kind of on Jason's side and kind of had a little bit of beef already with Olivia. So 
Yeah, it's just interesting because I've also heard in blind items that Jason, like, cheated on his first wife and, like, you know, he's not maybe, like, the squeaky clean Ted Lasso image that we all have of him. But, yeah, it's just, it's layered. (laughs) Super layered, yeah. All right, so we're going to go on to uh, my winner of Worst Week. It is She by Sheree. Um, If you guys don't know who Sheree is, she is from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. She is one of my favorite problematic housewives on the franchise. Um, If you know her story, for about 13 years, she's been talking about this fashion line that she's been coming up with. Um, It's never been sold in stores. I don't think we've ever seen it until this season, like a runway of any of her clothes. Um, It's just been always a mystery kind of like how her house was do you remember in the first do you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta I don't okay I I, but I do know the controversy of her clothing line yeah so this um week her clothing line website was supposed to come up if so people can purchase it we were all excited about it to see like not only the line but the fact that we can finally have a she by Sheree um hoodie that Andy Cohen was like presenting on Twitter um so not only did the site crash and needed um some help being reboosted up but um her clothing is a knockoff to Sheen where it is the same exact workout outfit and she's selling it for I think 200 or more dollars but besides that being a knockoff um she also has t-shirts that are going for I want to say 200 over 200 dollars like it's easy prices oh um, my god sadly I do want one of her t-shirts I'm <laughs> like it's got to be organic or something for that t-shirt to be over a hundred dollars but like not not even Beyonce would be listing these kind of prices on her website for like a t-shirt or what, or like Blue Ivy or Ivy Park, um, her line of fashion. But yeah, worst week for Sheree, sadly, you need to do better. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it baffles me when these stars put together these gimmicky things using stuff from Sheen, etc. because don't they know like the internet sleuths and the reddit users of today will find it and will call you out so it's so wild to me that sometimes celebs still like try to get away with this stuff but yeah i did see a pair of the joggers on twitter for like 185 dollars or something and that's the other thing i'm like read the room like if it's your audience buying this stuff like none of us can afford that (laughs) no not at all I'm like excited because she'll have to be back on next season but I'm excited for Drew and the girls to like kind of egg her on and like as sad that's kind of like sad to say but like I don't know we've been waiting for so long and we it's finally here and it worked I mean I feel like we kind of kicked ourselves in the faces like this was bound to happen I guess <laughs> yeah yeah so it's so, so funny but 
Um, yeah, it just it kind of adds to her storyline. I kind of like it. It's funny, but yeah, that's tough break. I like it too. It's I don't know. I love Sheree. Like, I, it's crazy because um, I want to know who was it that said this, but Sheree comes off kind of like Teresa, mm. like in Atlanta, where it's like she's not really smart when it comes to her endeavors, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So we are now into our best week categories, honorable mentions. I will go first with mine. I have to give it to Shane Hawkins, who is um, Oliver Shane Hawkins, who is the son of Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of the Foo Fighters. He performed an emotional My Hero with Foo Fighters. If this video doesn't put you to tears, um, literally, I don't know what will, but he's only 16 years old. Uh, He reminded me of Soul Sacrifice with Santana in Woodstock, where Michael Shreve, I want to say, was 17 or maybe younger, um, playing the drums for Santana in Woodstock. Uh, but both these performances are electrifying and I can't believe um, he's only 16 years old, but the son of Taylor Hawkins, like, I'm not surprised that he's that great of a drummer. It was really emotional because not only um, did Taylor Hawkins pass this past summer, but um, Dave Grohl's mom, I want to say, if I'm correct, passed away a couple this past month as well so it was just an emotional performance yeah I the the video gave me chills it was really emotional and what a beautiful tribute to um his father I get good vibes from Dave Roll all the time like I feel like he takes care of his like his people yeah 100% So who is your best week honorable mention? My best week honorable mention is the cast of Gilmore Girls. I, or I guess anybody involved in the Gilmore Girls uh, TV show. But I have just seen post after post about, you know, it's September, maybe where you are, the leaves are falling the temperature's cooling down, not for Vanessa and I, but <laughs> maybe, maybe for you. Um, you know, people are getting out their hot cocoa. Pumpkin their, spice. <laughs> their pumpkin spice, their fuzzy sweaters. And I have just seen a million TikToks and posts about how everyone's go-to fall show is Gilmore Girls. So, yeah, I feel like... You know, it's their time to shine. That nostalgic factor, the fall sets. It's just, it is the perfect fall show to watch. So, yeah, I feel like it's its their time to shine. I need to go back to my old Tumblr and go to the Gilmore Girls. Tum- like, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> just like, that's what Twitter has been happening this fall. And yeah, I've realized that as well. The Gilmore Girls are really like, on a meme um rampant right now 100 percent. just the you know the aesthetics of the tv show are very cozy um the songs and the music coffee 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 yeah yes (laughs) a hot cup of coffee 
a turtleneck sweater, a good book. Like, it's just, I think the vibe that people, you know, are looking for after a, a busy, hot summer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel like they're having a good week. I love that because Gilmore Girls is my comfort watch. Like it's a really good comfort watch. <laughs> it's so and the dialogue is like you don't get that anywhere else. It's what I dream of how me and my daughter would be like when she's 16. <laughs> Truly. I I know. It's very much um, you know, what you hope your mother-daughter relationship is like. So yeah. yeah, I love that show. Love that. So for best week, honorable mention, runner up, I have to give it to Lisa Kudrow, who Spencer Pratt joined a TikTok <laughs> trend of the rudest celeb you have ever met. And he says that Phoebe from Friends um, approached them at an A-list elite party Um just to let everyone know, I think this is amazing that Lisa even did this with everything that happens in Hollywood. Um, it, apparently, Lisa Kudrow went up to Heidi and told her that she needed to go, get away from Spencer because he will murder her. Um, where is the lie? Yeah. And he told Heidi that he has eyes of a murderer. And of course, in the comments section, Bethany chimed in, like you said, which... I can't wait to talk about saying that she had a similar experience with Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, it's wild to me to think that such an A-list celeb like Lisa Kudrow would be watching a show like The Hills. Because I know a lot of celebs watch shows like, you know, Game of Thrones or The Bachelor, these really like institutions of shows. But yeah, to think that you know, the Hills was that popular, you kind of forget. And yeah, she's completely right. Um, he does have the eyes of a murderer. <laughs> and um, Heidi should have ran far, far away. But yeah, the way that Spencer was talking about it, it was just it was all around annoying. <laughs> it Well, he's just an annoying person as is but like for him to take try and take down Lisa Kudrow who is like I think is comedic comedian wise like she is one of the funniest people like um the comeback is just so hilarious on HBO Max I highly recommend everybody to watch that show it really is kind of surreal of like today in reality TV I feel like as well like there's so many Janes out there. Um, but yeah, I can't believe he tried to put her down with something that we're all literally thinking. <laughs> I know, I know. And then for Bethany to chime in, like, I am curious when she said, because she said, like, that's so crazy. I had a crazy experience with her on set too, like referring to her talk show. And I'm like, I just have no idea what that could be because I feel like Lisa would be like a consummate professional. But I'm like, also, if you are like a big celeb and then you're asked to do like an interview on the Bethany Frankel talk show, like you're probably not putting your best foot forward. There was, I did read, I'll put the article up of where I read it from, but I think it's page six. 
it did bring Bethany did broaden up of what she was talking about, where she basically said that she had an interview with her at the in front of the grocery store, like at a frozen section aisle, and um, Lisa just didn't get the whole um, bit. Yeah, which I guess makes sense. I I mean, like I would probably be. Because Bethany back then was just like a housewife still when she was doing her daytime show too, right? Yeah, yeah. She was just kind of the breakout star from Housewives. And, um, and like, I guess like a, so, you know, a New York socialite type, type person. So, yeah. And I get that. Like, sometimes I think that would be, for me, the hardest part if I was a celebrity when you don't feel like, you're in the mood for a bit and like and to you know be goofy or whatever and she's Phoebe from Friends yes (laughs) yes and she's probably like oh my god I thought I was like past doing these like jokey segments um in my career but yeah I think that's the hardest part just when you're not you don't have the capacity you don't feel like doing something but you have to follow through because you know of your commitment so um, that's tough who is your best week runner-up? Yes. My best week runner-up is Taylor Swift. Ooh. Okay. Yes. I was fighting between her and Meghan Markle because Meghan's podcast just came out and she's getting, you know, some great reviews and she was at a event in the back in the UK with Harry and... I think it was really well received, but I just think Taylor Swift, I think right now she isn't overexposed or like she, she is everywhere, but I feel like she doesn't have this threat of overexposure like Harry does currently. And I think that's good because I feel like she could get to that point. But yeah, I think she's riding the high of her VMAs, Midnight's 10th Studio Album announcement, and this week she had a bunch of the vinyls, like the pre-sale um, like albums come out, so a lot of people have been purchasing those in preparation for October 21st, and um, I think people, yeah, are really liking the aesthetic and having fun dissecting what little um like not easter eggs but like information we have about the album connecting it to you know previous songs and stuff like that so i think that she'll be riding this this high until the actual album comes out and yeah i think it'll do well too, obviously. (laughs) Oh yeah. I I love how, yeah, you're right. She's not like oversaturated. Like she's still a mystery because of her Easter eggs. And like, yeah, she doesn't really uh, give herself too much information out there. Yes. We all like kind of like, like no. And yeah, overanalyze it. (laughs) Yeah. I think she kind of is starting to go down the Beyonce route of not doing press but still, you know, releasing music and having um, like press releases or like through Instagram or whatever um, the announcements. Yeah, visuals, um, uh, 
paragraphs about the music and stuff like that. But she's not doing, yeah, those kind of like, you know, all those late night talk shows and all those interviews that I think people, yeah, can kind of get sick of. So I think that's smart. I feel like once you reach Beyonce, Taylor Swift, you know, level levels of fame, I think that's a smart route to go. Yeah, I feel like Ariana Grande is in that level too. Like she can come out with a new album and she doesn't really have to do press for it. Totally. And she's gotten more private too. And I think that leads to more longevity in your career. It's very true. So for best week winner, I gave it to, I am giving it to Marin Morris who Never really heard her music because I'm not that into country music, guys. Unfortunately, I'm very sorry about that. My brother and sister love it, though. Um, Maren Morris is a country singer, and I kind of know her just because she was in Las Culturistas, which was a really good episode. I recommend listening to that one. But she is known right now as a lunatic country person, music person, and she made merch off of being called that. So she made a t-shirt where it says Marin Morris, lunatic country music person. And it has the number of uh, transgender trans life. It's for um, causes for transgenders. And she raised over a hundred thousand dollars for their causes. It all started with an Instagram post from Brittany Aldine. She posted a bold statement. I really, I'd really like to thank my parents for not changing my gender. When I went through a tomboy phase, I love this girly life. That really upset a lot of people and rightfully so. A singer, Cassidy Pope, tweeted that somehow with a platform in the beauty world, this shouldn't be making that shouldn't be making comments that make members of the LGBTQ plus um community feel excluded um Marin responded to that tweet saying it's so easy to like not be a scumbag human uh sell your clip-ins and zip it of course Brittany went on a whole fox tour explaining her caption and it was exactly what we all thought and knew uh during a Tucker Carlson interview he referred to Marin as a lunatic country music person which um, after that, um, Marin took it upon herself to brand it and she made t-shirts that has um, the number for trans life line and the proceeds went to GLAD Transgender Media Program and Trans Lifeline. This is kind of petty. <laughs> it's so petty. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, yeah. She's nominated as my Petty Week Champion of the Week on oh, nice <laughs> upcoming um, episode. But yeah, this is iconic. Like, Brittany Aldine clearly has no idea, like, what the difference between gender expression and gender identity and it's a super uneducated take really shows that she's dumb and i and her love t-shirts are not even that nice the, the no. don't tread on children kids or whatever i was like what what is this Sorry. literally <laughs> and yeah so glad that country stars are um you know it like you said like i don't listen to country either but i know that it's like a very white very like conservative 
kind of group. And I know that as time goes on, they're trying to make the genre and the audience base more inclusive and more diverse. And, you know, that takes time. But this could be potentially putting your kind of career in jeopardy. And Marin... Morris. Marin Morris. Like, she's definitely um been around for a few years but it's not like the aldean like jason aldean who's had like a 30-year career in country and yeah i'm just proud of her for sticking to her guns um and yeah, yeah. her husband too like added a comment too saying like it's not fun to make fun of like transgender kids like what is the point of this <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's disgusting like yeah i i i can't believe it it's it's yeah unimaginable that like a grown adult would choose to like a attack a group of marginalized children and teens um so yeah good for marin um can't wait to listen to her music now (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And she's raised so much money with these T-shirts, and yeah, just good for her for sticking up when she could, you know, take a hit like financially and with you know potential collaborators. Not that you would want to collaborate with like a transphobe, but like just you know in the industry, it's not that big. And yeah, so good for her for sticking sticking to her values. So who is your winner for best week? Okay, so okay, I feel like this is all I could talk about, but but it literally is all that I can talk about and all that I'm thinking about, but it's Florence Pugh. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that she also, like Marin, has stuck to her guns and her values and um I love that she showed up to Venice Film Festival unbothered. She wore her, you know, purple outfit to arrive, which is like a very strong, royal, um, powerful color. And then she wore her black, really sparkly. It's a dress that takes up a lot of space. Um, I just think it's really cool um, the way that she's handling all of this. And... Yeah, I I I just give her all the the props. Sometimes it is better to not comment on things and not feed into the drama either. Yes, not feed into the drama and I'm glad that she expressed that she didn't want to work with Shia LaBeouf and because that also you like breaks the cycle of these unsafe workplaces. Um it sucks that it comes to another person having to speak up that again is putting their their careers kind of in jeopardy but um yeah i'm glad that our stars are demanding better safer workplaces and that she didn't back down she hasn't even commented she's coming out like the biggest winner of this whole don't worry darling drama so I think she's having the best week ever with her little Aperol spritz, with her grandma on the red carpet. Like, 
she just she's killing it and yeah I'm just I didn't follow her career too um in depth I watched her in Little Women but some of the other movies that she's been in like I'm not into like horror I'm not even really into movies to be honest like (laughs) but I just prefer tv but you know I'll I'll be a, a lifetime fan I think now yeah, definitely when she brought out her grandma to the red carpet, I was like, oh, this this is so cute. Like, it made me love her even more. And, like, yeah, she didn't feed into the drama, bring her family member. It's like, oh, that's why she was, like, she was with her granny. Like, <laughs> she wasn't, like, gossiping or talking behind people's backs or whatnot. But, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Her attitude. Yeah, I think she has a really good attitude and I think that that just shines through this very big media storm. Like that was the other thing that I was kind of thinking about with all this drama is like when have we had this big of like movie set drama with these big players and I think it's been a while. So um, yeah, hard to navigate these waters and I think she's doing a really good job I think I read this somewhere on Twitter which is um I don't know if you've ever seen the Ryan Murphy feud with the Betty Davis if I'm correct and the Joan Crawford story when they did a film together it's these two women that did not get along with each other but the um series is about the behind the scenes of making this film with these two women that don't get along with each other yes yes okay I haven't seen it but yes I know exactly what you're talking about it's really good um is it Susan Sarandon who's in it um I totally forgot it's been so long because it was like before pandemic Mm -hmm. but I really hope that don't worry darling in four years from now maybe 10 or even when like we're old enough to like talk about it just like Joan Crawford fans are we're old, are old enough to talk about the feud tv series um yeah I just feel like this drama of itself is a bio like a docu-series already 100 percent. I could definitely see Ryan Murphy like I don't know what season he's on <laughs> of the feuds but or American horror story yes yeah like I could definitely see him literally doing this doing this drama like it really is one for the ages like you and I have been following pop culture for a really long time and I can't remember a time where this has just really taken up a life of its own for the past couple weeks so yeah And I completely forgot that Nick Kroll was there. Like, I want to know what he whispered to Florence Pugh when they were clapping in the ovation because he had, like, a serious face. And, yeah, the whole um, placement of how they did their photography um, session is another story, too. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I felt bad for Gemma Chan and Chris Pine and Nick Kroll who just got like completely like you know washed away. <laughs> yeah, like overshadowed by this drama. That sucks for sure, but it's just it's fascinating. Like it 
it's just really interesting. So yeah, I think she's doing a great job. So it's come to that time now where I ask all my guests at the end of the episode what their favorite song is from the era 2000 to 2010. I'm so glad you're on for the second time to bring a favorite song in. You chose Autobiography by Ashley Simpson, came out in 2004. Please tell me, where were you when you first heard this song? That's a great question. So I would have been 12 years old. And I don't remember where I heard it, but like, you know, it was just so intriguing to me how we knew Jessica and like she had a very different persona, just like blonde, Barbie, very girly, very feminine. Um, yeah, celebrity persona. And then all of a sudden, Ashley comes along with black hair and, you know, grungy clothes and yeah, just so different. And I love the whole album autobiography. It's (laughs) such a great album. It's so good. It really is good. And I feel like she didn't get enough credit for like a great pop album. But yeah, obviously the lead single is, is just really good. I was kind of surprised when you mentioned the song that there's no music video to this song. And I feel like a lot of people do know the song autobiography, like they know Lala and um, pieces of me, but yeah, Yeah. we didn't get a music video from her that year. Yeah. And it's also kind of weird because now that I say that it's the lead single, I don't think it was, it's definitely, it's obviously like the, a single that, right? Yes. Is the title of the, album but I you're right I think the lead single was pieces of me and then I think shadow yes and then Lala Mm -hmm. so you're right I don't even think autobiography got its time in the the spotlight so but yeah the album is named after this this song and it's just a great song I know I love it that it's in celebrity Memoir book club. <laughs> I was literally just thinking about it. So I get to hear a little clip of it every week. But I I do listen to that album like quite frequently, probably too frequently. But yeah, just yeah, the I love the, you know, kind of like not bad pop music, but like I loved when people just didn't take it so seriously, like Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan and Ashley and stuff like that. Like Hayden Pattonier too. Yes, yes. Like even Nicole Richie and Paris, like just like tossing out a single. Like it's just so fun. Like I just, I love that. And I guess we kind of sometimes get that nowadays with like Addison Rae and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's not the same. I know. And I love how um, going back to see that whole album, her clothing the trending of the hair and everything is coming back because I feel like she used to wear like those oversized um, five pocket cargo looking pants that were like low rise with like a band tee and like I just see it everywhere now when kids are going to school. 100% yeah yeah and like the shaggy hair maybe that will come back I don't know it's it was just a look I I loved it because I feel like I felt like an Ashley. I think that's the other thing is when I mentioned her 
her persona and then Ashley's persona is like I felt like the Ashley in at that time the world was very much like trying to be Jessica like being like skinny blonde like you know like all of that type of stuff and I yeah I just I loved it yeah thank you so much Tori can you please let my audience know where they can find you yes thank you so much for having me again you can find ready to be petty on all podcast platforms and my socials are at rtbp podcast awesome thank you so much that is it for season first season of best week ever i know i started off this whole entire podcast solo and then i changed it this season starting with my first guest who was tori and i feel like it was just right to end the season with tori we will be taking a two-week break and i will be back with an episode with hannah brown please follow Hannah Brown if you can. And guys, I am talking about the podcaster, actress, um, pop culture queen herself, Hannah Brown, not the Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette or The Bachelor franchise. I know her having the same name has its pros and cons, but yes, I will be having Hannah Brown on our first week back for our season two of best week ever and I really hope you guys enjoyed this week and I hope you guys are having the most best week ever for the next couple weeks that I'm gone so then I will see you guys later bye